0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We do a tribute to Bill Russell, a very wise, venerated icon in the industry and in the culture as well. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Tops Panini and Upper Deck. So Bill Russell, 88 years old. I'm struck by the fact, Rich, we did a tribute to Rich Altman. Those guys are inextricably linked in my eyes because Bill Russell had a non-signing posture for the hobby and for everybody else until Rich Altman came along. Rich Altman was a straight shooter, pretty gruff, tell-it-like-it-is guy, and he somehow convinced Bill Russell to break the rule that he had of not autographing for anybody. And then I think Rich Altman became his exclusive agent, represented him with the memorabilia and shows. And now Rich has passed away and Bill Russell's passed
1: away. And not just Bill Russell, but Sam Jones as well, his longtime Celtics teammate, who I believe played on all of those Celtics championship teams as well. Russell, because of when he played, has the weird misfortune you can probably count on one hand, And if it's more than one hand, it's barely two hands. The total amount of cards he had while he was an active NBA player. Of cards that are mainstream, he has three, I think. And cards that are mainstream, there aren't very many more either. They're not even oddball things very much.
0: But I've got a list of you. Check the Beckett uh, OPG. They list 3,086 cards. And that includes parallels and inserts and things from the last few years, last 10 years especially, but they said that 1,300 of them and some were autographed. I thought, well, wow, that's a lot of autographed cards for people to chase now. 2,390 were serial numbered. So that means there's a high percentage of non-base cards that are out there. Now, in the dollar boxes, I see
1: mainly base cards of Bill you know, Russell. probably see like a Panini Prism Bill Russell card. Yeah, Base card, you might see maybe a silver prism, but you're exactly. not going to see. In You're not dollar. really going to see a lot else. Despite the fact that there are all those thousands of cards, you have to dig if you really want to build a big Bill Russell collection. Okay. But
0: nobody wants a big Bill Russell collection. They want an elite Bill Russell collection. I believe it begins with his tops rookie card, 57, 58 Topps rookie, by far his most valuable card. But I don't think it's his best card. He's got that 68 tops test card.
1: Now, that's his best card. That's his sure, scarcest it's card. It's way
0: less valued, uh, and yet it's way less common. One-tenth
1: of 1% as many of those, maybe. But you know what the 57.8 tops card is. It's one of these things where sometimes a card is too rare for its own good. The tops really test is too rare for its own good. If it's a 1,000 times
0: more rare, and it's less than one-tenth the price, it just seems...
1: That sounds like a really good deal to me. It sounds like if you buy that card and you see it, you just buy it. We talk about the National. If you see something that's like a rail card, you just buy it if the price is right. That's one of those cards where if you're a Bill Russell guy and you see that card at a table at a National, you don't say, oh, let me make a note. I'll come back in two hours. If it's reasonably priced, you just buy it and say, oh, I made $100 more or X dollars more than I wanted to buy. You know what? I've waited 20 years. Let me just buy In the Beckett OPG, you and I were both
0: very involved in that, obviously. In 61, 62, that year, and the, the basketball sets are dated by the kind of winter, spring format. But that FLIR set, which also is landmark, has two Bill Russell cards in there, the regular card, and then they have the inaction card. And the Beckett price guide has the inaction card more valuable than the regular card. That would be An extreme exception that very rarely happens within the same series. But they're both condition rarities. The reason I know that is firsthand experience, partly, but also when you look in the Beckett OPG, there's an exclamation point at the end of the entry. That's what we use to signify that this is a card. It's a condition rarity. It's frequently off-center, especially those 61, 62 Fleers. That also could be part of it. And then the fact that the portrait is a pretty uninspiring portrait. He just looks sad, which for him, I think he was a very pensive guy, I think. And so sad maybe equals
1: pensive. The funny thing is for as sad as he looked, he was a vibrant announcer in the 70s and 80s. When I started following basketball, like 1971, he hired him as the analyst to go with Keith Jackson. And everybody was so afraid because of his background that he was going to be a terrible analyst. Instead, he was almost Charles Barkley before us. Charles Barkley. There were actually magazine articles written about the things he would come up with saying, like, Wolf well, Frazier was guarding Earl Monroe so closely that when... My, when Frazier inhaled, Monroe exhaled or something like that. He would say things like that.
0: It helps to be really smart. And I think he and was really, really smart. and really But, he, really he, but
1: that floored everybody with just how good he was as an announcer. Then he became the coach of the supersonics. And there are some really cool supersonics cards of him or items of him. A 74 Sure Shot or whatever the name of the company sure is. Sure Fresh. Yeah, I have
0: that. And I, it gets no respect. Now, maybe I need to put it out to get respect. Then there's the milk carton card from the next year. Again, very tough. And the only reason I have those is because when we look Water. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but they, but I love to buy collections. But some of these cards, you just got to buy the card when you see it. They're not attractive cards, but they're really scarce. And, and the price guides don't reflect it. And yet, it's not bragging rights if you've got to explain, what is this? It doesn't look like a card. It looks unusual.
1: One of the things you mentioned recently is we were not only tracking what sold, but what didn't sell. Yeah. And one of the things you remember about cards like that is if you don't see it, sometimes it's worth more than the price guide because nobody wants to sell it at the price guide price. Exactly.
0: Okay. He's a male is always compared to Mays or vice versa. Russell is always going to be compared to Wilt Chamberlain. I've got a list here of ways that
1: Bill Russell, I believe was actually better. Can I interject one of my favorite Wilt Chamberlain stories? I used to do stats at the US Tennis Open. Right. One of the courts we did in the 80s was a court three, an outdoor court, and everybody could walk by. And there was supposed to be a security card there. So the media, people like me, I was technically considered media, could get into our computer station and not be bothered. No guard was ever there. People saw me and kept pestering me. And it was a ladies' match. And if you knew Will Chamberlain, he loved women's tennis. CBS always made sure he had a badge. Yeah. And he actually saw what was happening. He wanted to watch the match. And he says, do you want me to handle all this for you? Could you? <laughs> yes. Rest assured, once I had Will Chamberlain as a security guard, I never had another problem with a person bothering me for the rest of the match. And he was so gracious. And we would chat in between the games. Because in the media, you're not supposed to ask for an autograph. So I didn't ask for anything. I shook his hand. and said, thank you for all your help. He goes, you're welcome. But how nice he was about making sure I as technically a member of the media could do my job. And I always appreciated that. Today, I'm reflecting on
0: this. Will was a little bit younger. He was obviously bigger and was so imposing. Yet Russell was considered prior to Michael Jordan, but potentially the best basketball player of all time, because at the end of the year, he was always last man standing. Almost every year, he was the champion of whatever it was to be the champion for college and then pros and all that stuff. He had great teammates, but Wilt was better, but Russell had better t- teammates. And I'm thinking so I've been analyzing this. Not only did Russell have better teammates, I'll grant you that, but he was a better teammate than Wilt was, I believe. And Governor like, Wilt, yes, older Wilt with the 71-2 later was awesome in his assists. If he wanted yes. to go for assists, he could get, but I'm saying Wilt could put his mind to stuff and do stuff. Russell, I believe, is a better teammate. Arguably, he was a better defender. And that's hard to prove. Wilt has this statistic that he never fouled out of a game, but Bill Russell fouled out five times. Yeah, and that's in whatever it is, eleven seasons
1: or something like that. And so that's so not the a fun thing. fact to think about. Until the Bulls did their seventy three and nine record, the two best season records in NBA history were both Will Chamberlain teams. For Wilt years, yeah, yeah. So once, if Wilt had a team, once he got the team, and surround him. I'm just doing this as a devil's advocate,
0: Rich. This is not an argument. No, it's a bar room kind of thing. I'm not even trying to win. I'm just pointing out that on the face of it, just like war and baseball, they have win shares in basketball. Most of Bill Russell's win shares are defensive, and he's the all time leader in that, way ahead of Wilt. And in fact, number two is Tim Duncan, which kind of surprised me. But when Tim Duncan played, you couldn't not Get fouls because thanks to Allen Iverson, the new NBA of the last 25 years is you draw the contact. You go into the big guy and bounce off and you use that contact. And sometimes they'll call it on the big guy.
1: Even though the first guy I ever saw do it was one of my favorite New York Knicks. Walt Clyde Frazier, that was one of his patented moves to lean in, get the contact and go for the line for the three point shot or get fouled as he was shooting. And it's gotten more intense since then. But that was a trademark move in those days yeah, by Walt but, Frazier. But Russell, I think, was retired by then. But- yeah, he and Frazier only overlapped for, I think, the first two years of Walt Frazier's career. In fact, the Knicks have the best record in the league in 68-69. And we all think that the Celtics are old. The Knicks are going to run through them. It's one versus four. Celtics four. Knicks none, if I remember correctly. The Celtics still had a bit of life left in them, even in Russell's final year. How come he just
0: always won? When he's blocking the shots, he's not knocking them out of bounds. He's knocking them to a teammate. And he's going straight up, so he's not drawing fouls. He's obviously a quick leaper, he's got super long arms. And like you said on the announcing thing, he totally understands the game of basketball. He is a lifelong learner. He was a reader. He was a student of human nature as well. He's done this uh, social commentating, his social conscience. He's articulating it in a way that is interesting and memorable. That made him a great coach, a great announcer, and it made him a great leader of the team. I'm thinking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's
1: played 22 years in the NBA. You realize how good Kareem was. Oh. Russell's probably better. In what way? Russell may have been better than Kareem. If, if, I, I think if Russell was definitely a better rebounder, he was a better defender. The debate that. He, I think he was not better offensively. He better but Would he probably. have been better if he had actually focused a little more offensively?
0: Yeah. I think Kareem, they changed the rules in college for him, but I think he could have scored literally at will. But again, it, Bill Russell is gone now and he was a timeless treasure, but there are two guys that are like that, that are the gentle giants. At the National, Bill Russell wasn't there, but Bill Walton was another kind of an intellectual big guy that doesn't want to be just a dumb jock, is a really intelligent person with a lot of diverse interests. Bill Russell, it kept him in the public eye as a coach, as an announcer, and as a social commentator that had relevance even up through his 80s. I don't know if he admitted he was wrong, but I'm still fascinated that Rich Altman, was able to convince him to start autographing and start being available to the public and warming
1: up his image. A couple of years ago, I had a table at the Dallas Card Show, maybe 20 feet away from Dwayne Thomas. And Dwayne Thomas was obviously nowhere near as famous as Bill Russell. Dwayne Thomas has this classic quote, the Super Bowl is the ultimate game. Why are they playing it next year? <laughs> He could be surly. He didn't talk to me. he was a little bit of an intellectual contrary. And yet at Kyle's show, he came with some of his family members. He was signing. And he was gracious as could be. He talked to anybody for as long as you needed. He's in his 70s. And I remember talking to our fellow teammate, Dave Slick, after one time. And I said, you know what? His battles are done. At this point, he knows there's no more battles. He needs to fight. Now he just wants to be happy. I know when he did a signing at Signature Collectibles, they all told me how great he was with everybody who came in to see him. We don't know. But I wonder if Bill Russell said, I don't have to fight every battle. Hmm.
0: Something like that. I don't think he was surly, and I don't think he was necessarily angry, but I think he had a sense of purpose. He was there to win, and he was there to make the world a better place. And I think that's good. Just finish on Dwayne Thomas. If Dwayne Thomas had 10 years like his best year, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. And I don't think he has regrets about that. The last thing here is that Frank DeFord, the old Sports Illustrated writer that I did meet, I think I never really spent any time with Bill Russell, but I did spend some time with Frank DeFord. And he's passed away now, five years ago or so. But he did a definitive article in SI on Bill Russell, very sympathetic, and again, a very thoughtful, excellent writer, informed guy who really cared about the sport and the people. I think that article's from 1999, another reason to collect old magazines. And the other thing is it's long-form journalism. They don't do that as much now, but you really get insight into who Bill Russell was because he took a 13-hour car trip with him and turned the recorder on. But in it, it talks about how he won't or he doesn't want to sign autographs, even for friends. Somehow in the last 23 years, Rich Altman got him a change. I'm just fixated on that because I think he doesn't have very many cards and he's a hobby icon because of his rookie card.